Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a screenwriter in L.A. And I am your other host, Abraham Lincoln, 16th President of the United States, but more importantly, a screenwriter here in L.A. This used to be a podcast um, about politics and history, featuring the perspectives of uh, myself, a modern millennial, and those of Abe, uh, the return spirit of one of our great presidents. Uh, but now... It is a podcast about making movies in Tinseltown uh, since we moved out here to pursue our dreams. Abe, I think that's the intro now, right? Like that clues everyone in on what they need to know. Absolutely. But this podcast is not about what it used to be about. It's not about politics. It's about screenwriting. And to get us started, we always ask each other, well, how was your week? And Mm -hmm. in this case, we have um, a lot to report. Right. you know, probably more than usual to our listeners, and we want to thank everyone for the the tweets, the Facebook posts, the emails, the text messages. It was very the, sweet, all of you. Yes. And you don't have to worry. It was just a plane crash. It's not that big of a deal. Yep, I crashed it. I told Abe that I could land the plane. I could not. I... And then when it became clear in those last moments that I couldn't land the plane, I, I was telling you, I'll sully it. Um... And I did. I mean, I did. I did sully it. You landed us right on the beach. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I, we don't need to get into the particulars of what happened. All we want to say is we're we're fine. It's been a big week. Uh, John Travolta's fine. He doesn't want to obviously speak to the press about crashing his plane and kind of forcing us to uh, accept Scientology. All that stuff. Blah blah blah. We're also no longer living at the Scientology Center. That's kind of what our our whole week has been. Yes. So just listeners, just so you know, it was um, just a simple disagreement between us and the Scientology Center. They feel as if we were responsible for John Travolta's plane crashing, and we disagreed. We completely disagree with that. Yeah. So Uh, I sullied. Again, I I wish the press would, and the press had picked it up, and specifically the Scientology people would use sully instead of crash, because I really do feel like I sullied it. You know, Timothy, I think you did a great job, all things considered. And I also want you to know that, hey, that's one heck of a way to get over your fear of flying. I know. I do feel like if I was on a flight and the turbulence was bad, I could run up to the cockpit, like kick down the door and say, give me the controls. I'll sully this thing. And everybody would probably be okay with that. And it would make you feel better because then you suddenly you're taking control. You have the agency again. Exactly. And we found out that was what the root of your anxiety was. Right. So it was all about control. So if I'm in control of the plane and I sully it, then it hurts. It it hurt pretty bad, but you know, we're alive. And I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. So the Scientology admins took us down to a layer of the basement <laughs> that we'd never seen before, below the basement that we were living yep. in. And it was very dark, as you said, very hard to see. Yep, there were guys, um, I was about to say, well, people, but no, it was all guys. It was all guys in robes, and uh, I think it's fair to say they strapped us to these chairs, and then uh, big guys in robes put their hand like they were going to punch us right up to our face, but then like went like, psych, no, I'm not going to, uh, while they were asking us questions. Um, and they just kind of asked us about what happened in the plane, and it was decided that we're probably not going to live, We, you know, we, we just weren't welcome there anymore. We kept telling them that if they listened to the podcast, they would see that it was totally not our fault. So the whole time, they kept asking us questions like, how yeah. could you do this to our Lord? 
John Travolta, and then they would kind of flex like they're going to punch or kick us or knee us or something. Which and I would sub- say you got to rate, review, and subscribe to find out. Absolutely. And I was like, yeah. if you have more questions, send them to 15 minutes with Lincoln at numerical one five minutes with Lincoln at That's gmail.com. Right. And they were like, you guys aren't the first podcast guest or host that we've had trouble with. And I was right. like, well, that's not our problem. This isn't like legal precedence here. I'm just telling you right now right. that John Travolta was pretty creepy and he did a bad job of trying to, you know, hard sell us on the whole church here. And anyway, they kicked us and, out. Yeah. And then there was that moment where we were like, he kept trying to get us to believe in Scientology. And then it looked like two two guys looked at each other and then they looked back at us and said, you don't believe in Scientology. And we were like, no. And then they were like, how long have you been staying here? And it seemed like that was a whole thing. Like maybe two people didn't talk to each other. Right. And we kept being like, well, you know, you, you honestly were like, you know, pretty nice about the whole thing, but I just, right. you know, couldn't resist being like, no, I don't believe that we're all aliens and we were sent here. And I think that would be a cool movie. And if you guys need a hand with the screenplay, we're happy to do so, but it's really not, Right. Like something I've got to put my faith into. And then you and I tried to hard sell that movie in the room. It didn't really feel like they were in the mood to buy anything at this point, which is fine. That's a lot of studios right now. But you know what? Our pitching skills were really on point and we've had a lot of practice. And I think you and I were really playing off each other. We could really build the world out for them. And we had a terrific log line in a world where all people are actually aliens. One man discovers that the only thing keeping him from total happiness are the bad aliens inside of him and they said it's a little long and then i said in a world where people are aliens one guy's not an alien and that's good and they said no i don't get that pitch then i don't understand what the movie is now and then they were like we're really not here to buy a movie we're here to kick you guys out of psychology and then you and i were both like well that's fine those studios are really buying movies right now yeah. You know, we understand it's kind of hard, but you know, eventually, you know, production's going to come back. There's a lot of streaming platforms that you guys really might want to think about pitching the story you have, which yeah. is just so like funny as like some sort of like Seth Rogen vehicle for, right. you know, like that Paul movie he did that we watched on FX, you know, with the little yeah. alien. Yeah. And then I kind of went into I kind of use that opening to hard pitch our stuff, but then one of the guys with the fist actually did uh, clock me in the stomach pretty hard. And I and was like, it, yeah, I was like, okay guys, I think we're getting a little off tr- subject here. Yes. Why don't we go back and just make a treatment of this first before we even get to the screenplay? We don't, you know, we'll come back to you. We'll tell you whether it's three acts or five acts. And then I think you're going to really see how we fleshed out kind of like a love interest and a best friend and, Really make it pretty exclusive. Meanwhile, they're just smashing all of our stuff. All our computers, right. all our PlayStations, our PlayStation gaming chair that we moved out here with. They smashed Which, it all. I mean, yeah. Joke's on them, though, because our scripts are in the cloud. So we can get them at any internet cafe or I guess on our phones, right? They're somewhere. Yeah. We have yeah. them in the cloud and they can't, you know. Joke's on them. Yeah. Just like our episodes are all in the cloud, which they said right. they were going to shut us down but you know i mean right. we're here recording we have our recording equipment so they can't so stop us we were asked to leave uh after that they kind of threw the detritus of all of our belongings on the stairs of the scientology center we kind of scrambled and picked that up um and then we just started then we said well what if it's a musical and we actually put you know some time into getting a score developed and we can sell this as a as right. like a rock opera and it looked like one of them maybe would have liked that. 
But then a few seconds later, that was like the first time I've actually seen someone pull out a gun in Los Angeles. That's pretty rare in L.A. And it was kind of we were kind of like, OK, guys, all right, we'll meet up. We'll do this treatment and then we'll get back to you with the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a very old gun, too. Very strange old revolver. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, clearly the one where you like take the, the barrel out and you spin it and then you put the bullets in that way. Yeah. There wasn't like a clip or anything. But hey, you know. Um, now that I think about it, it wasn't. They did pull out like movie prop weapons. Maybe, maybe we weren't in that much of danger. I think I saw one of Gladiator's swords get pulled out to threaten us. I thought that was Maximus' right? sword. Yes, man. I I the whole time, and I really thought I recognized some of those robes from like you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Anyways, all that is to say, you know, the um, famous robe scene in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Maybe in two, right? There's got to be someone in a robe. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of robes. Yeah. I thought they were um, Emperor Palpatine's guard. Isn't there a name for those those uh, red Oh, right, dudes? yes. Yeah, I thought, yeah, that they did have a little kind of star kind of yeah. quality. Maybe it wasn't, maybe, maybe it's something else. Anyway, let this be good knowledge for our listeners out there who don't have the privilege of living in sunny Los Angeles, the greatest place on earth, mm-hmm. that... Hey, sometimes it's going to be a hard sell, and you're going to have to read the room. So today's lesson, read the room. And sometimes the the right move is to leave the room and leave them wanting more, like was what I think we did, because now yes. we've got them on the hook to come back later with the script. Because when we when you threw out the rock opera thing at the end, they yeah. both, like two of those guys, you know, the ones who were really doing the psych out punches the hardest, yeah. they seems like their interest was peaked. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's a connection there that we can pursue at a later time. And that's Los Angeles pursuing connections. So we had these trash bags of our broken stuff, and we started walking down the street. <laughs> kind of just, um, how do I put this? Asking people where people can sleep in a charming way. Um, and as I was kind of talking to people about it, I, we got to know a few people. I um, mentioned that I used to do improv in Chicago, and... Um, you know, this this guy who's running a coffee shop who eventually told us to leave said, uh, hey, uh, that must be too bad because, like, all the improv theaters have shut down around here. And you're not doing this story any justice, Timothy, because, I mean, the truth is we were at the coffee shop for hours, hours asking yes. people, hey, do you know where we could live? Do you have a place we could live? Right. Uh, all, we you don't have much stuff. It's all in this, these trash bags. And people were really not making eye contact. And this guy at the coffee shop kept telling us to leave and kept telling us to leave. And you said, hey, look, you don't talk to me this way. I'm famous. I used to do improv in Chicago. Yes. <laughs> have you ever heard of Improvised Men in Black or have you ever heard of um, One Man Improvised Indiana Jones? And then he goes, oh, uh, yeah, I definitely have heard of those things. And I was like, see, he has heard of them. Right. And I said, oh, thanks. That's so cool to meet a fan. And then he yelled, I was joking. Didn't you hear my voice? But I think he was just trying to like. You know, he felt like he fanboyed you, and he yeah, he just you know got to look cool. And then he yelled, "Why don't you go to one of your rundown, closed uh, improv theaters around here?" And I said, "What?" And then he kind of got into the economics of the improv theaters in town. Um, and it turns out, I O West and uh, UCB, what is it, Sunset? One of the UCBs had shut down, and I I, I actually didn't know this because I've been such an OnlyFans guy. That's been my theater uh, lately. But Abe and I went and, and checked out, closed down I.O. West, and um, 
there's like a lot of square footage and it's you know multiple bathrooms multiple not bedrooms but like big multi-purpose rooms and so we have been uh just hanging out here at nights yeah and then we checked out ucb sunset yeah and lots of room lots of bathrooms so we hang out there during the days yeah so so ucb sunset is abe's place and ios is my place that just makes sense to me in terms of uh how i kind of came up and now I wish we would have moved to Los Angeles even sooner because we have more space than we ever did in your studio back oh, in Chicago. It's amazing. Yeah. And we don't have to worry about things like, um, you know, it's the weather's so nice. You don't have to have, worry about heat, you know, because it's just nice outside. So, yeah, that's good. So we don't have any utilities. And, you know, the Internet is a problem. But thankfully, you know, that guy who works at the coffee shop is clearly too much of a bitch to do anything about it. So, right. We just so we just go over there to yeah when we're gonna work on something um so if you were worried about us at the uh end of last episode don't because we're doing better than we've been doing in a long time we absolutely are yeah um and now honestly it's just it's just getting back on our grind and abe and i have been talking lately and we just we love the meetings. We loved the meeting with the Scientology people in ter- when we were pitching. But it's just time to make something happen for us, if that makes sense. Like, we gotta... We're done um, putting putting our fate in other people's hands, and it's just time to finish and make something. We're done putting it, you know, out there for other people. Like, we're done with, like, chasing someone who looks like Jamie Foxx and trying to hand him pages of our screenplay, you know? Right. We're done with... Um, being at a restaurant and seeing Brian Cranston and just being like, hey, listen, uh, how about you break good for once on some of these pages? You know? Yeah. We're, we're, we don't need to do that anymore. We've done so many great things for people. We're just above like that, that now, you know? Yeah, we put a lot of good energy out there. We've, you know, really, really helped um, uh, people by doing that and... We don't we've have re- I, yeah, we've absolutely helped people by doing that. Everyone that I like leave a script uh, in their under their uh, window wipers, I do think I'm helping them because you know when are, where are they going to get a script like that again? And now, whenever uh, we see a nice car, like we were putting scripts, you know, we'd pop the hood, put the scripts in there, you know. <laughs> it was a new strategy because they'd be driving down, be like, "Oh, engine's running a little weird." Pull over, pop the trunk, pop the hood, or whatever. Oh, there's some pages in here. That's one way to find a screenplay. Right. It's all about Wait a the minute. story. What are, what are those pages in my tailpipe? Uh, and then they pull them out, and it's you know, uh, President Metalhead. You know, so yeah. we saw. I thought it was Laura Linney and pushing a stroller with a kid, and so we, you know, we took the stroller, filled it with pages, we pushed it back to her. She's we like, did. "Where's my baby? Where's my baby?" And we did. Yeah, we did hear some yelling, and we were like, "Maybe we should get this back to her soon. She's really gonna want these pages." Yeah, yeah. And we said, "Okay, here's the baby." You know. And she starts screaming her away. I don't think it was Laura Linney, but I don't think so either. Um, yeah, I because I was like, is this the Love Actually lady? And it wasn't. It you know, it just I don't think it was her. No, it really. But you know what? At least we put ourselves out there. I bet she's gonna have a great time reading those scripts. If that leads to something great, if not, I'm I'm glad she has them. Yeah. Um, all that is to say. Uh, we're back on track in terms of getting our pages done, folks. And, you know, helping you all with the journey as screenwriters. So, Well, Timothy, maybe now that you say that, 
we need to be focusing on our own scripts and folks are just going to have to take a back seat for a while because the best way for us to help people out there is just to be really successful and frankly guys on the the podcast it's like um you know i i don't you know don't expect us to have tips every week is what i'm saying don't expect us to have great like anecdotes like oh we pitched to scientology and they acted like they were going to punch us sure yeah no i mean some of that stuff might still happen but the focus is on us and our work yeah we're focusing on us for once Yes. Yeah, if you've been listening to this podcast for years, I'm sure you've thought, like, these guys never do anything for themselves. That's probably the idea you have of us. And fair. Totally fair. We're all about helping other people. That's what the whole... so grateful this whole time. Yes. All we've done for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Like, you know, we go But it's time to be selfish. It's time for you and me to be selfish, Abe. Yeah. So selfishly speaking... You know, maybe we wrap this up and we go write some pages and um, we're working at your place tonight or my place tonight? Um, you know, my place has all those pianos. I never understood why we they needed music under the improv. I mean, I'm a Chicago guy, but it's like, ooh. So let's go to your place. It's got less pianos. Um, I'll, I'll drop by the coffee shop and uh, steal a couple of those frappuccino, those bottled things, and then I'll, I'll uh, be over. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so folks, that is, this is all to say, this is a bit of a catch-up between you and me, uh, uh, between you and us. We're, we're doing fine, is what we want to communicate with this episode. The plane did crash, but career-wise, Abe and I are soaring. And yeah. I wrote that uh, two nights ago, and I feel really good about it. Um, anyways. We don't have any money. We don't have any belongings. No. We have really nothing in our name to speak of so we have no distractions and no excuses i mean that's the that's the truth so we're going to be turning the best part about being where we are we have nothing and no one holding us back but we have nothing and no one comma holding us back and i'm so excited to be here with you abe me too yeah i think this is like you know the beginning of of a screenplay when they show the hero and he's doing something really great you know, when he's skinning yeah. the cat, I think that's exactly what everyone's seeing right now. That's absolutely right. Folks, if you have any tips for us, um, <laughs> yeah, right, like you have tips for us. Yeah, but who cares? Email, <laughs> email us at 15 minutes of at gmail.com. That's numerical, one five minutes of at gmail.com. And as we told the Scientology Board of Elders, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Abe, any last thoughts? We're on top, baby, and we're never going down. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time on 15 Minutes to Flick It.